Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. Man, Ryan, so last week you uh, let me know that at the end of the year, you won't be a regular co-host anymore, which is not surprising, disappointing, and I'm going to miss you on the show quite a, quite a bit. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh... 2021 is the the swan song so um when i first long long time ago when i first listened to ran out of talent i was it was something i was just kind of getting into uh fill-in race directing and you know really really hitting the ground and being passionate about rc and i was like man i want to do something like that and uh yeah, it's been fun to to come on and do it with you, yeah. and it just you know, it's it's time, it's yep. time for some some fresh blood to uh, reinvigorate this thing for sure, and, and uh, keep and then I can go back to being a listener too because I don't want I don't like listening to myself talk, so I I haven't listened to a show since I joined it. I hate it too. You know what I do? I don't listen but i fast forward i sit and track i hit that 30 second button over and over and over again just to make sure there's no funky audio issues happening anymore nice that's cool i didn't yeah i didn't know you did that that's, that's all I, mean, I just click 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 and that's it because right i mean you got i hate the sound of my own voice myself you know what's cool though this has what's happened that? to me a few times at the track Hey, I recognize that voice. <laughs> it's like, dang, that's kind of cool. I mean, you know, I never, I mean, I should expect that, but I never expected it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that that's fun when that stuff happens. Have I ever told you my my Laura Preppen story? The she played Donna. Yeah, on I know that '70s show. Yes. I know who she is. Okay. Have Have I ever told you my story? No. Concerning her? No. I was sitting, uh, I was sitting in an airport, and it was either it was either Amsterdam or Switzerland. I think I think I was in Amsterdam at the time. I was just I was making my way to Switzerland for a fox trip. Okay. And um, it's like four o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting down and for, you know forcing some breakfast down because I'm not hungry yet or anything like that, and I'm I'm a zombie, and. I'm I'm not facing anybody. I can't see a single soul in the place. The the this wing of the of the airport is dead and I hear the voice of Donna. Yeah. You know, clear as day behind me and I was like, No fucking way and I turned around and sure as shit it was her. But it um I don't know, I just I, it's it's a really fun memory and that's what you're uh Yeah, exactly. That reminded me of that. Yeah. So that's cool. I I like that people that um they're recognizing your voice before, you know, your your mug. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah. So we I, got people listening. We got we got more than seven listeners now, I, so that's good. I, I'm sure my face is a major letdown, but it is to, it's probably as to even my wife. She probably looks at me like, oh, why? why uh, they why were they're probably expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no sponsors this week, so um, if where you, did you go racing and that happened? Ah, a couple times at Thunder Road. Yeah, cool. And then, because that's totally like, yeah. There's a crowd there that you and I don't really mix with all that yep. much. 
until you started going and doing the eight scale stuff. And a couple guys at the MNRC that I, not out of ignoring them, but I really don't talk to everybody at the MNRC because you know the way it is. It's just a lot of people. Yeah, there's there's a hundred guys there. Yeah, exactly. It's happened a few times there too. So it's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. Speaking, uh, Thunder Road, I'm have a wrench in my hand right now taking apart the transmission of my car i got ideas yeah what are you doing now uh i gotta redo the diff and do a two-gear configuration um i have ceramic bearings that i took out of my b6.2 because i won't be using my b6.2 anymore um so i took those out and i'm gonna put those in the transmission I'm changing the C and D block a little bit, the pills, all that stuff. I'll tell you what, J Concepts is my tire sponsor, and I love their current lineup of the Fuzz Bites. Man, what's a Fuzz Bite? That's their new carpet tire. And the... is it across the board or just eight scale or what? No, ah, uh, ten scale. Sorry. Okay. It's just a ten scale carpet tire. And the wear is phenomenal, and it's an awesome tire. The grip is really consistent. And, you know, the twin pins are, too. It's just these front swaggers that we're going to be running at the J-Con race. Man, uh, you, you can tell they're phasing them out because they made a fuzz bite front. But these swaggers last not very long. And we won't be sure. able to sauce during the J-Con race. So... All credit to Kyle Holmberg. He's been feeding me all kinds of good information. Um, it's like, you want to do this and this and this, and just I have to totally change my car to work for the twin pin uh, swagger setup with no sauce. Sure. It's funny. I gave Kyle. I, I was at Thunder Road for the trophy race, but I didn't stay the whole time because uh, I went and saw Bill Burr Saturday night. That was a great show. I'll talk about that yeah. in a second. Um, okay. I handed Kyle my my motor, and I'm like, hey, I see your motorizer's out. Can you run through this? He's like, yeah, of course, you know. He runs through my motor, and it was literally, and this is, this is a reaction that I feel with kind of like all R1 motors. He's like, yeah. You know, it's like um, a six and a half, at the bar at the end of the night that's just dressed up a little extra slutty. It's not going <laughs> to knock your socks off, but it'll get the job done. Why do they uh, Why do they have such a good reputation in on-road, then? They're okay. Or, do they, or don't they? They're okay. Well, the thing is, where Trini started, um, and I, I hate to be the Trinity guy. I'm not a Trinity guy. I have an R1 in my car, and I'm not changing it. But um, Trinity started buying the materials in America and then sent them over to China to be built. Okay. And then R1, it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad motor, and it's not slow, but it doesn't have that knock-your-socks-off type punch. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so we went and saw Bill Burr Saturday night, so I had to leave racing early i left joe three with senior and um he had dean del rey open for him i don't know if you've ever seen dean del rey i'm kind of a doesn't ring a bell i'm a comedy nerd so 
Dean Del Rey's big enough to where he headlines basically the same size of show as Mystic. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I want to go with him. And Dean opened up, and it's just an awesome show. It it totally lived up to expectations. But I we, cool. we bought those tickets back in April. I didn't space on it, but, you know, you can't plan racing around it. But, you know, it was just a test day, so I just drove, overdrove to see how hard I could push my cars and left. Okay. So. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm kind of interrupting Moto Sheet. No, it's fine. It's a, it's all content, man. Yeah. I like to talk. You know, I like to talk about stuff that has nothing to do with RC. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh you did you uh, BMX race at all? I did. I probably shouldn't have. Uh, not. It wasn't this weekend. It was last week. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. It was last weekend. Um, I had had an accident at work. Oh. And I, I was pretty banged up, and uh, but I, I, you know, I was getting to the. It's getting to the end of. Well, it's at the end of the outdoor racing season now. Yeah. So I wanted to get in one more weekend race when it was really nice. It was like you know 80 degrees that day, and mm-hmm. the the track down in Faribault is uh, it's a beautiful track and it's a beautiful setting in a really nice park. So anyway, went to enjoy the day and um, probably it was yeah it was too soon. Um, I wouldn't even have raced this weekend or probably even next weekend even if I could. Yep. So uh, I'll have to take a little bit of time off the bike, but I, I've been selling a bunch of stuff. I've been selling um, I saw the... hockey, hockey equipment yep. and a couple of my cars and uh, got rid of one of my jumping bikes that I don't really use anymore. Okay. Saving up a bunch of money to build uh, another race bike. Nice. So I'm going to build a 24-inch, a cruiser. I saw that uh, Alex Sturgeon bought one of your 12 scales. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That you know that stuff. I I priced everything. To it was sell, very low, pretty much. So it was kind of a. It's a tactic I've taken a few times when I I just don't feel like having extended conversations with buyers that are right. trying to chisel you down. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go down to the to the chisely level. Yeah, and, and just yeah. Just totally eliminate that part of the conversation because I just I don't even want to do it with these, you know, with yep. most no, people. I, I get it. When I sell stuff, I do the same too. I I literally say it's this price, and after you buy it, you don't talk to me about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's I like that second part. I mean, and, it's kind of a jerk thing, but that comes with a low price. Right. I mean, not talk yep. to me anymore, but don't talk to me about like, hey, man, uh, I have a problem. No, you stop right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh... Uh, so did you see, and I I know this isn't uh, huge on your radar, but uh, Mugen came out with the new shock tower for your touring cars today. I saw that. I saw it, and what I read, it was kind of, I think it's more um, aimed at the the guys that race on pavement. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. um, But yeah, I I saw it, but it's like, yeah, okay, new parts, that's great. I can't even find a freaking spur gear 
for one of my cars. Sure. So I'm not too worried about uh, fancy upgrades at the moment. Right, you're just worried about keeping the damn things on the track as is. Yeah, well, I can't even get my VTA on the track. I'm I'm trying to track down some. Uh, the Mugen has a couple issues with it where you can't go very large on uh, on pinion gears. Okay. So then that that kind of limits what you're going to be doing with your spur gear as well. You so. think they would have taken care of that? It, you know, we had those issues. It is. There, there, there are um, different top decks that you can run that I think don't have that issue. I just, I, I just don't care to to dump a bunch of money into it. It's they're just they're just fun vehicles for me. I'm not a serious on road racer. Right, right, right. So. Anywho, so but yeah, it, it would have been nice if they would have figured that out with the vehicle that they rolled out for sure. Yeah, it's so it's what Mugen does the rolling changes. Associated oh. does it a little bit too, but Mugen's pretty notorious for it. Like, I bought that MBX8, I got it Oof. on, yeah, yep, I got it on the very first pre order, and then like a month later, there's a whole shitload of upgrades that eventually became the world's edition. Sure. Man, how bad did they shoot themselves in the foot with that original kit? Because the, the 7R was the bomb. It was. The, do you know how f- I reversed engineered it to where a lot of that car was the 7R? <laughs> sure. Um, it was It was a bad car. It really oh, was. Yeah. And then they, they're on like their second or third edition of it, and now they have another new car coming out. I see guys online that they're not friends. You know, you friend that guy in California because he's got 100 mutual friends or whatever. Sure. I see that guy, and he's like, I just brought bought this brand new Mugen. It's like, oh, there's a new one coming in April, and the season's over. You're going to be right. able to get 20 cents on the dollar for that fucking thing. Yeah, yep. But not everybody's a dipshit on Facebook like me that's on there all the time, though, too. Sure. Yep. Because, I mean, I see not everything, but I see more than most. Speaking of, we didn't get too many questions today either because Facebook went down for a significant period of time today, which is no biggie. Yeah, it's probably good for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Um, So, sorry, you have uh, moto sheets too. Yeah, we got some moto sheets. Yeah. Uh, Lake Superior RC Club had their annual Chill on the Hill event. Had 120 entries there. That's that's a really good day of racing in October. Um, scoot over to the main events. The Nitro Buggy A Main. Rob Logan took the win there, mm-hmm. followed by CJ Wise and Aaron Wasleski. Nice couple long-time MNRC guys there, Rob and Aaron. We don't really see them anywhere else. Yeah, it looked like it rained like an SOB up there. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Rob did the FTR Point Series. Um, He just didn't want to have a part of the MNRC because we couldn't get a hold of the Motodome this year. Sure. I mean, I get Uh, it. The Motodome is fun, but hopefully next year we'll see. Sure. Uh, 
Eighth scale, Electric Buggy, A-Main, Jared Peters takes the win there. Terrell Harris, second. Ross Judnick, third. Terrell has uh, turned himself into a hell of an off-road driver in the last year. Sure. Yeah. No, I saw it. It started happening at the Lucky 13. Um, as the I, Lucky 13? Not Lucky 13. That's in my notes. Sorry. Uh, the Toy Box. I was like, wait a minute. No, nah, that's in my notes. Lucky 13's running? That's in my notes. We'll get to that when we get to my notes. Um, no, it, it's like he was, cause I was always marshalling 13.5 Wheeler cause it was after mini truggy or is after, is after something. And it's like, I watch him and it's like round one, he was doing like a beginner does. And round two, it's like half the laps he was turning was only a couple tenths off the pace. And then all of a sudden he's competing in the eight. It's, it's like, I watched it click with the guy in the and it's like oh shit he's competing now type thing. Right. He straight up beat me in mini truggy at the last five ten uh, points race. I I would like to use the excuse that I was trying to run back to back at FTR the same day, but he probably would have beat me regardless. Probably. So we'll stick with that. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Open two wheel drive buggy A main Aaron Verkey. He's just an assassin in that class. Um, Jason Schrenard takes second. Doug House third. Uh, was anybody, any of your buds make it to chill on the hill? Was your dad there? No. Or? Uh, well, Jason Schrenard, you know, he's a high school yep. buddy of mine. Um, no, but, I mean, Rob Logan went, but it's like almost, well, not I'd say over half of the racing community was at Thunder Road for the J-Con warm-up race. Okay. They got 97 entries on a Saturday race. I mean, right on. it's pretty decent. So, yeah, back to chill on the hill results. Mini Truggy, Mike Compton takes the win there. Ross Judnick second. Jared Peters third. Yeah. Sportsman. Kyle Williams took the win there. Rob Logan second. Gavin Lambert third. I'm looking. I'm seeing a trend here. So and uh, sport- chill on the hill main events were a rough affair for the TQs. Yes, because there was, were a lot of TQs that didn't win. It was a mud fest. It was like Jason. I don't know if you're friends with Jason Chenard, but uh, check out his Facebook page of what his cars look like afterwards. It's like oof. It's been a long time since my cars were look like that myself. Um, sure. But Sportsman up there is really e-truggy. They just call it Sportsman. So a lower-level driver can race their A-scale buggy, too. Okay. It's just semantics. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I guess that's why they have a novice class, too, then. Yes. Uh, Look at this. Two-wheel drive short course. They had a full main event. Uh, Menace. I have no idea who that Greg is. Greg Menner. That's Greg Menner. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Greg takes the win, uh, followed by Jason Schwinard in second, and Glenn Dammer in third. And once again, the TQ did not win that one. And uh, well, that that's a pretty good, pretty good shakedown of what went down at uh, Chill on the Hill. <laughs> yeah, you said uh, Thunder Road had a big race. It looks like your dad uh, won an A main. Yeah. So seventeen so, five two wheel drive advanced A main, whatever the hell that they means. They decided gotta, to change. We names. literally have another new name. It, it's the same. It's it's 
It was expert last week. It's advanced this week. Fucking God. Pro what became expert and intermediate stayed the same. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, all I know for the J-Con races, there's expert and intermediate, and I'm entered an expert. Well, good luck with that. I'm going to get my ass beat. That's what's going to happen, but you know what? I mean, I kind of, I, you know, there's guys in there that I can compete with, and that's all that matters to me. I'm not even going to do 17-5 two-wheel drive buggy results because I'm just okay disgusted in their whole <laughs> naming Three debacle. Uh, and like I've said on here before, I understand the need for two. I, I don't quite understand the I need for I don't even three. understand the need for two. If you've got if you have 30 people sign up for a class, you'll get 10 main events or it's three main events that have a pretty good, you know, uh, equal distribution. I don't even know how to say it. You'll yeah. you'll have you'll be running against relatively equal talent because you'll be sure. shuffled in to the main event that you belong in. I get it, but you know what? It works for him at least at this point. Maybe I'm sick of it working for people. I know. I, I want people to suck again. <laughs> you got to em- embrace the suck. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I do miss those days in stock to where I had to really work my ass off to make an A main. Like I had to have a run that was in that 98% consistency range just to even be in the same main with, like, Kyle and Clayton and all that. Right. So. Were you, and you said you were at Thunder Road, right? Yeah, I just ran two heats. I was just not driving kind of reckless. I was just pushing as hard as I could to see what I could do. Like, I got the fastest lap in both runs, but I had crappy runs. Okay. So, it's like... um. Yeah, I was just going to sit, and that's what I'm going to do next week and the week after. I'm going to try to push it as hard as I can and then back it off a couple percent for the J-Con race. Okay. Because that's both the problem for me and Joe 3. We don't fucking push hard enough. That is an issue. Sorry. I keep interrupting. What are you sorry for? I keep interrupting. That's fine. We d- we got to have a show about something. I know. Uh, 13.5 stadium truck, A-Main, Austin Jacobson takes the win there. Your pops, Joe Zier Sr. in the second, and Dennis Capco takes third. So your dad was all over the podium. Yeah. And I've said this before, Sr.'s got the absolute best stadium truck at all of Thunder Road. He's just got to put down a run with her. He's got that thing. So... I don't know. Did you ever run stadium truck on carpet? Yeah. I, well, it was a lot of fun at MMR because it was a 17.5, but you had open timing. Right. This is 13.5 Blinky. It's about the same speed. But um. anyway. Well, maybe top speed, but. Yeah. Bottom. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just cracked my diff and. Uh, but I I, only have, I have a th- I have a 13.5 in mind because I I like to practice at Thunder Road yep. so I just yeah so everybody's truck has a lot of lean to it except for seniors his drives flat like a buggy okay so he's really got something there he's just got to have that good start to a race 
Yeah, mine's pretty lazy. I don't do much to it. I um, I basically what did I do? I um, oh, I I shortened I shortened the shocks so that they wouldn't extend. Yep. So far, so. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's just a. I just practice with it for fun. I think I'm gonna. And it's my... been. I haven't. I haven't been there since like March or April. So. Yeah. Um. He put in a new layout that, oh, dude, it is a nice layout. Yeah. Um. It's very flowing. There's a lot of places to make moves on people. Okay. There's one thing I do not like about it, and he, they're gonna work on figuring it out. There is no marshals in the middle. So if you crash in the middle, you're going to lose at least seven seconds. And yeah. that, that's where all the features are, directly in the middle. Okay. So it's kind of the highest crash areas. But besides that, the layout is a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to pack up, pack up my carpet stuff and uh, also my crawler and head out there soon. Yeah, and, you know, are you still going up to Brainerd? Are your parents playing handoff with Lucy a bit? Yeah, I generally don't. I haven't been scheduling anything else into that. You know, like I I would go race at the 510 and then spend the night Yep. or whatever. I've been doing a lot of just day trips when I'm doing that. Okay. So, but it'll be, yeah, something like that will be coming up soon. So. Yeah, uh, next week is just a fun race. There are no points, no trophy. It's just a fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward just to, because the week before was uh, last Astro points turf deal. I ain't make the points. But, uh, yeah, it was that Astro turf A scale is some good shit, I'm telling you. It might not. Yeah, I know you're having fun with it. Yeah, it's so different. It's like the last race of the year was a couple weeks ago, and I still have a million setup changes I'd like to try. <laughs> yeah, well. That's the way it goes. Yeah, well, you'll be looking forward to it come springtime, I guess. Oh, for sure, for sure. Spec slash A-Main, uh, Tyler Brown takes the win there, followed by TJ Brown and Keith Drake. They had a f- full class of spec slash. Uh, they're going to have it at the J-Con race, so people are practicing with those right now, too. I like it. Um, you know, I, I kind of hate the, the 13.5 Wheeler class, but... That's all there is right now for yeah, Wheeler. And I, just, I, still, I still don't understand Wheeler on the rug. But anyway, uh, 13.5 four-wheel drive expert buggy A-Main Kyle Holmberg took the win there. Followed by Ethan Mickelson and Braden Nelson. There's some some of these some of these times and stuff are screwed up. So if we're if we're getting uh, some of the results wrong, blame it on Live RC, yeah. not me. I'm not drunk or anything. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, just kidding. <laughs> not tonight. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, That's Thunder Road. Uh, the 510 opened up. Yep. I'm bummed that I couldn't make this one, but I can't be in two places at one time. Yeah, well, yeah, lots of people were at Thunder Road, but luckily some people showed up to the 510 to uh, start putting a groove down for, is it next weekend? Is the trophy race next weekend? I don't know, I'm asking. I don't know. 
Oh, <laughs> I well, it's got to be soon, right? Well, I'm going to look, so keep going through results, and I'll let you know. Yep, uh, 13-5 Wheeler, Trent Fulmer. He's uh, right back where he left off at the end of last year, so he takes a win in 13-5 Wheeler. Uh, Dragon, no idea who the Dragon that's Oh, that's Fritz. Fritz. So Fritz got second, and his best buddy Chad Neiman got third. So those guys are battling back and forth. That's good. Those guys have a ton of fun when they go they do. RCing together. They're uh, they're really neat to be around. Tenth scale Truggy, A-Man, Chad Neiman takes the win there. He got himself a mini Truggy. Yes, he did. Uh, Dale Reek takes second, and Eric Rasmussen third. Yeah, so na- next week is the fall brawl. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So next weekend, first round of the the 510 RC Raceway in Foley, Minnesota, first round of their point series. Sportsman A-Main, Lonnie Walls takes the win there, followed by Mason Burke and Doug Reek. Yep. And the last class was two-wheel drive buggy, A-Main event. Trent Fulmer takes the win there as well, followed by the legendary John Click and Dale Reek. Awesome. Joey Fitzsimmons, buddy. He duffed a second qualifying spot, went all the way down to fourth. Let's see, let's see where it happened. Ooh, he had a 35-second lap, 25, 21, 33. He had a rock, he had a lot of rough laps. Sure. Yeah. Clean it up. Clean yeah. it up, Joey. You're going points racing next week. Yeah. Oh. Next week, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to stay in carpet mode. I have a mini truggy ready to roll, but I don't have anything for Joe 3 ready to roll. I would maybe have to leave him at home. Yeah, well, sometimes it'd be like that. I don't like Lee. You know, he's and he started out being a little shit at the track. Now he's my little buddy. <laughs> okay, right on. You know, it's like I spent all last week just wrenching on his car, putting a setup in it and all that, and... He's finally giving me feedback, and he's like, oh, it was awesome, but it wasn't so great here. Could you adjust this? And it's like, yeah, I can. So I'm finally getting that feedback out of him. Cool. Yeah. It only took three and a half years. Mm-hmm. But I started him out when he was six years old. Right. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it almost seems like it's never too early because if I wouldn't have started him that early, I wouldn't. I mean, I know he's left-handed, but like people like me, I'm left-handed, but I use the radio right-handed. I wouldn't have figured out the little things, and we'd still be struggling with certain stuff. Sure. If I wouldn't have got him going so early. So, yeah, that's awesome. Five tens up and running again. Track layout looks fun. It does look fun. It always. You always want to get up there when it. You know, it looks uh, so smooth and fresh. and Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Is that all we got for uh, Moto Sheets? That's it for Moto Sheets. All right. Let's. Uh, what do you got for what do you got for tech inspection? Tech inspection. We got a few that will take up some times. And then I got some notes. And then that's about it. Uh, Joe Garcia is wondering. So for the J-Concepts race at Thunder Road at the end of the month, does a chassis sponsor automatically put you in expert class, or does any sponsor put you in expert class? Well, Joe, 
morally, if you're sponsored by anybody, if you're spo- like my first sponsorship with DRC, I immediately put the I immediately put the thought away of racing in a lower class at big events behind me. That's not going to happen anymore. Didn't you race that twenty-one-five? No. Class down at the down in Omaha. No, that was before I was sponsored. Okay. Yeah, that was before I picked up DRC, and it wasn't. It was a just independent stock. Like no sponsors are allowed in that. Um. Also, if you're sponsored, there's gonna be a lot of factory reps there. Check your contract. Like, I'm an old man. So when I sign each little thing, I read it. And when I signed with J Concepts, they said at especially J Concepts events, I have to run expert. It says it in the contract. So I wonder if they looked at their contract, like the terms and conditions of Apple Music, or if they, I mean, like I said, I'm an old guy, so I sat and actually read it. Um, so yeah, there are, it's shocking some of the people that are signed up for intermediate. I'm not going to call out anybody, but when I say it's shocking, you know who you are. And no, I'm not talking like senior signed up for intermediate. I'm not talking about him because when senior runs intermediate, he's at the top, but I've been watching it and he battles, you know what I mean? Yep. He's not crushing everybody. Sure. It's 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 a good competitive fit for for him. Yes. Yeah. But there's other guys that's like, "Whoa, okay, you're running intermediate. I see what you're trying to do." So, anyway, um, baggers. Baggers, yeah. But uh, it's just Run expert. If you're sponsored, likely you're 50%, and your sponsor won't drop you if you're in the C or the D main of expert. But they might if you're in the A main of intermediate, and your contract says you're not allowed to run intermediate. Right. So anyway, um, ooh, Ben Savakul, we got a couple from him. Uh, what would it take to have a sanctioning body for the state of Minnesota to determine things like state championship and banishment from point standings because you are a giant tool bag? <laughs> uh, it's more complicated than you think. Just for the simple fact is um, there is uh, the founder from Norca on the No Name RC podcast a few weeks ago, and he was saying like the hurdles he ran into and like it's like roar versus his organization and then ifmar wouldn't right but i mean it's just for the state so you don't need ifmar but there's a giant insurance hurdle that you wouldn't even think of that's standing in your way um it's hard to be so then you would have to become an organization then you'd have to become a nonprofit, and there, there's a lot because we went when we made Torque back in the day. I think it was 2007 or 2008 we made Torque. Um, 
Almost nobody listening knows what Torque is. Torque was a on-road club for the Twin Cities that we had before um, Dollar Hobbies came about and before MMR got um, good carpet. Because for a while, you know, Andrew, he does like to, he likes to try things. And he's wants to get his money's worth out of it. But instead of going to regular carpet, he went with like, that RCPS surface, it's like the exercise mats. And it's like, it's okay, but it was nothing like carpet. So while he was doing that, and he was actually still in his old place when we came up with Torque the first year, um, we bought the Hobbyplex's old carpet, and we set up in the Cottage Grove courthouse. Yeah, it's an old school courthouse scenario. Or armory is armory. Armory, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what Torque was. And then when Dollar Hobbies became a thing, it was supposed to be Torque ran, but um, a lot of shady shit happened behind the scenes, and we don't know what happened with Torque. We don't know what happened with the money for the... De- There's a lot of shady shit that I'm not exactly... You know, a lot of membership fees had disappeared, all that stuff. Sure. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happened there. But Torque was a club similar to LSRCC, and it was a good thing for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, I followed it from afar. You know, I had I had thoughts here and there of getting into one of the cheap classes. I never did, so I, n- I never got to, uh, to run with that crew. But I know, you yeah. know, obviously I've met several people. You were RC at curious. At Dollar that were part of it. <laughs> yeah. You were RC curious. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was a lot of work just to get that going. And I had, as Ben knows, cause he, you've raced it. I had my own series and that was not a logistical nightmare, but it was just such a pain in the ass to get insurance and all that stuff and get all the track owners on board with dates. And nobody wants to be the first one and nobody wants to be the last one. Sure. Was, but that's a little different. But yeah, anyway, um, it's tough. That's kind of why it's because if you're going to have a federation, just keeping points the way like the top 25 guy does it on, you know, like he does it from afar. That's not going to cut it for what Ben's talking about. Right. And, you know, all the I like the top 25 list myself. But all you see online from people is outrage. Yeah, and then I mean it's ridiculous because it's it's just it's just one guy's website. One guy's website that's doing it literally for free. means nothing. It means nothing, but it's starting to mean something. Like I guess there was um, sponsorship stuff over it. <laughs> okay, but eh, that's for most of us. It doesn't mean a fucking thing. Anyway, so yeah, Ben, it's a logistical nightmare, but once you get it up and running, if you get something up and running, you have to get all Minnesota tracks on board, and we'll get on this in a second. Not everybody is on board in Minnesota. You know, you'd have to leave tracks out, and eh, uh, then it's not really Minnesota Federation. Right. Um, Hold on one second here. 
there we go that's putting a bearing in the aluminum carrier there we go um ben also goes dis uh discuss why tracks don't have mandatory drivers meetings at the beginning of the race day and i mean when i mean mandatory i mean mandatory you don't attend you don't race seems like some of our growing ups in the hobby act more like spoiled children <laughs> sounds like ben might have had a rough weekend <laughs> it does have that tone um you know the way we do it at the nitro series is we just make sure the PA is loud enough for people to, we do it. We blast in their ears. Um, I don't think the drivers need to be on the track anymore. They just need to listen. Like it's got to mm. be silent. I don't know. I I don't know what you need to do, but um, Danny Williams was the best at it. He didn't. He didn't. He might have. He might have used the. Nah, I not I don't even think he'd used the microphone. I think he got people close enough. Oh yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, shout out to Danny Williams. He was really good at that. Yeah, he was. I don't know. One of these days we're going to course him. You know what? He just needs to break his femur again. <laughs> that's, how right. he, uh, that's how he I'm got not... into racing last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on board. No, I'm not either. Even, even putting that thought out into the universe. Well, we thought he was going to come back last year because um, he had that guy cross over on him like a douchebag. Do you remember that video? I no, never watched it. I but you got a pretty yeah, good concussion. When you, when out you of choose it. to line up and race motocross as an adult with responsibilities, you are you are taking your life into your hands. I'll tell you what, though, it's all part of it. He never loved. RC as much as he loves his bike. Yeah, that's well, that that's pretty typical. Um, it's like the enthusiasm you see out of the guy is huge. Yeah, m- motocross. Yeah, it's 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 so much adrenaline. It's it's pure passion. I I miss it. I just uh, I just don't want to get hurt right anymore. And I'll I'll I also I don't, I don't want to spend that much money going racing anymore either well yeah what a stock bike costs you 10 grand and how much you got to put up how much really do you have to put it upgrade so it's competitive you know you don't you don't it's but just proper just proper safety equipment alone yeah is another two grand plus two grand plus and that's only that's if you only have one outfit yeah now think about um, this though. Now, dirt bike racing has to be the second cheapest form of racing behind RC. What else is cheaper? Motorized, you're talking? Yeah, not BMX. Um, yeah, it's a well, whatever. It's it's all it's all super expensive. Yeah, it's uh, it's cheap. It's definitely cheaper than snowmobile racing. That you can't even compare them. Uh, it's yeah, not even not even close on automobile racing. Yeah, I, I, it's it's so crazy to me how unbelievably popular 
race car racing is and just how people actually make it happen because it's so damn expensive and i wish i could race cars so bad you don't know enough crooked people you know what that is don't you yeah yeah it's you know it's a it's a place for for farmers to uh to dump you know and businesses and whatever to money laundering dump dump money that they can claim on their taxes exactly so it's money laundering thank Thank God for rich people. Exactly. There wouldn't be a whole lot of racing without them. You're right. Um, I don't know if if this if this uh, nation ever goes full on commie. You know, I would imagine racing will be one of the first things to go. Oh, speaking. Did you see that Greta Thunberg speech? That blah blah blah. Oh. No, no, you couldn't pay me to listen to that little twat. Well, I listened to podcasts at. You know, they played the speech and then roasted her relentlessly. I just have to say this. There's no way she's writing her own shit. No way. No, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I feel like most people with half a brain knew that the first go around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, last one from Danny Williams. He goes, what actually is advanced 17.5 stock buggy? What indeed? Well, it was expert class last week, and then there was pro, then the pro became expert, and then expert became advanced. So it's expert with extra steps? Yeah, I don't know. I've just been enjoying racing carpet lately. There's uh, After this, there's a race coming up the day after Thanksgiving in Muscatine, Iowa, I've told you about that track on here before, Island Speedway and Star Hob- Hobbies. Yep. I'm taking, I think I'm taking the all the Joes down. And, yeah, we're going to, I think J-Con finally has a rubber tire to beat a foam tire. Okay. And we're going to see. Um, it's It's a great time down there. Um, I've explained it before. It's like, think of Thunder Road. But imagine mirrored on the other side of the off-road track, there's an on-road track. And then the crawling area is twice as wide in two stories. And the hobby shop is just huge. Just fucking huge and full. Full of useful things. Yeah. So, I mean... Thunder Roads hobby don't Thunder Roads hobby shop is also full of useful things and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Island Island Speedway is kind of a home away from home for me. Um, let's see here. Let me get into some notes here. Um, I just thought this was odd. So you know how on Apple that. Let's say I do an episode and piss somebody off and get a one-star rating, or it's all five stars. Somebody gave me a three-star rating. <laughs> That's weird, you know, because I get the love it or hate it thing, but the um, it's like a weird passive-aggressive indifference. Meh. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. three's Three's a meh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a meh. <laughs> um, 
Ooh, we hit the Pakistani charts on uh, Chartable. <laughs> I was really pushing for that demo, so. Yeah. Hey, man. Beaming with, beaming with pride right now. Yeah. Do you uh, see the new Agama prototype? No. It's pretty fucking cool, but it's never. I can't say never. It's probably not going to go anywhere. And if it does, it's going to be a smooth, high grip car. Um, they took off the shock towers and it's a cantilever suspension. And I saw some of the video with it and it was on a smooth track. It looks so fucking fast. It looks so <laughs> good. But those shocks, I mean, you're familiar with cantilever suspensions. Yep. And instead of the shocks going from front to back, they go side to side. Um, I don't think you could get enough droop. I don't think you could get it soft enough for a bumpy track. But you know what? I'm not an engineer. I'm kind of excited to see something different. Cool. Um, one un- unintended consequence that I heard out of uh, Max Mort is there's no shock towers. So there is absolutely nothing to save your body when you flip over. Okay. So that's one unintended consequence. Um, I'd like to see where it goes. And you know what? If it, if a gamma is like the pioneer and maybe a bigger company like Mugen starts developing something and associated falls, you know, you know what I mean? If the whole, Industries like, hey, let's keep improving on this. Um, they race fifth scale on the AstroTurf at Thunder Road. <laughs> I marshaled every heat for it. It's not so bad to marshal. They were a little slow. And what it's going to be next year, um, this was the inaugural timeout with them. So what Brian's going to do is he's going to have make it into a spec class with the exception of upgrading the servo because i told brian i was there no i was there that morning and brian goes oh this is fine the way it is and then the grip of the astroturf they actually raised it he goes yeah we're gonna need servos (laughs) so that's gonna be interesting to see if it takes off they're uh pretty fun to watch nobody was really out of control with them and they had um brian's kid and um i think ava dang she's a young teenage girl that's in the intermediate classes she ran one nobody was really out of control with them so it might not be a bad thing yeah um lucky 13 now Scotty shared a memory and said, man, I miss this. And then we all piled on him. Oh, God. Guess what? You can't publicly say you miss that without getting piled on. Um, so, leave the poor guy alone. Nope. He's just having some nostalgia. Nope. We can't leave him alone. Not going to leave him alone. So maybe next year we'll see um, just the Sean Neary race come back. That'd be really cool. It would he, be if he if he put on one race. Yeah, you got the whole. Oh man, I just 
the potluck food and oh fuck that was fun it was a great time um i went down to that race a couple times i had a blast um i would definitely go again it would joe three was way too young to go at the time so he never went sure i took jackie there once and she got attacked by a rooster now she fucking hates roosters for the rest of her life it's hilarious I would have a reason to run black compound uh, reflexes. Yes. Again. Yes. No, it's <laughs> They've it. just been sitting in a tub yeah. doing nothing for the past few years. Yeah. So, I mean, don't pile on the guy, but, you know, nudge him. Nudge him a little more. I think he's over <laughs> the edge. I think he's over the edge, but a little more nudging might might persuade him. Um, The neat thing about that place, too, is to just have one race you wouldn't show up and be like bummed out on a clay track traction wise because that place is so much different than any other clay track that i've ever seen i've never seen a track where you wait you just wait for the clay to build up on the tire yeah and then you have clay on clay traction i've i've never seen that before it was (laughs) it was super dirty but it was also it was really fun right uh, you that, didn't have to sauce, which was amazing. Yeah, but you know no, they will be. I mean, this no time. sauce involved in clay racing. You know they Pretty will sweet. be. You know they will be though. They don't need to. You know they will. Though. No, no, but nobody sauced at yeah. Lucky Thirteen. I mean, ask ask anybody that was there the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I never sauced either. Ryan Sobacek won just about every race that he didn't break in, and I was able to, you know, sweep up the leftovers. And we weren't saucing. Was that when we Ryan just... was trying to make those shitbox Yokomos work? No, this was pre... It was probably pre-Yokomo. Okay. Okay. Um, Ifmar is getting excited for the 2022 Worlds. And thankfully, they absolutely squashed Brazil having World Championships. And they're going to have them in Redovan, Spain. Okay. So that'll be awesome. And then Buggy Land happened last weekend. And holy shit, speaking of the worlds, that that main looked like it could have been a worlds on its own. Literally, maybe add two or three American drivers. You had like... Angaro, Figueredo, you had a shit ton of great European drivers. Okay. I'm going to try to look to see one real quick because that's the thing. You, I didn't really know how to look at it, but um, Keenan was posting results. Sure. So I'm working on it, working on it, working on it. All of a sudden, there's a girl scrubbing tires. All right. Davidi, uh, Angaro wins. Juan Carlos Canas second. Uh, Burkan, I don't know this guy, took third. Robert Battier fourth. Uh, another name you'd know, David Ronalfolk sixth. Bruno Coelho eighth. Reno Savoy ninth. Uh, Elliot Boots twelfth. Ricardo Batone. 14, Marco Barufalo, 15. So you had a lot of heavy hitters in that main. Yeah. Um, I mean, JQ won 
35 and over with the new Mayako car that, hey, man, it's past September. I haven't seen anybody receive their Mayako yet. But I don't know, man. It's kind of like uh, even though they had a date, this whole COVID situation that's really not a situation for plastic manufacturing anymore is I don't know. I don't want to be negative, but it almost seems like excuse upon excuse upon excuse. Sure. Um, there is a chip shortage still, of course, but they're not making electronics. Uh, like I'm going to be getting a truck next year. I'm probably going to order it two or three months ahead of time and just kind of suffer for a couple months making payments on a vehicle I don't have. <laughs> I mean, that's because I'd probably take four months to get a Toyota right now. Wow. Oh, have you looked at the price of trucks lately? Nope. Not on my radar. Well, I've been watching them go up. Um, I've seen some absurd things like a 2002 Ford Ranger with 100,000 miles on it go for $13,000. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, wow. I was going to go full size, but the only full size I could afford is um, a Chevy. Uh, for new, I mean. For brand new. A Chevy turbocharged four-cylinder full-size truck. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Right. So around that forty grand range, I'm looking at a Tacoma, and that is pretty much right in line on the mid-sized truck market. Hmm. Dude, it's brutal out there. Yeah, because it was in 2018 or 19. Chevy came out with a new body style, and Miller Chev was getting rid of. All of their older body style trucks for like thirty two thousand bucks, with sure. like good V eight motors, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that ain't happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, people are right now because of the chip shortage are getting as much for a used truck as they are a new one, if it has under fifty thousand miles. It's fucking stupid. So anyway. Do you got anything else for tonight? No, man. That's uh, that's it for me. Pretty and, good show. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I will be keeping my eye out for both the Agama and the Mayako. Like I'm looking at both pages every single day, twice a day. It's funny, Agama. This Agama came out of nowhere, and there's already more posts about that than the Mayako. But. You know, people have different ideas in marketing, and I'm not. It's not my money going into it, so I don't have to care that much. <laughs> right now, if I if I had investments in that company, in I would be very angry, but I don't. So it's just fun watching the show. All right, guys. Uh, seems like we've ran out of talent. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.